Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, uh, as Pastor Tim said, I am Pastor John, one of the associates here at Joy Christian Center. Uh, our senior pastor, Pastor Brian Gobar, is, I believe, currently in Arizona. Amen. God bless him. <laughs> Same God I serve. Same God you serve. Anyway, he's with his wife down there. I hope they're enjoying themselves. I'm sure he's watching online. If I know Pastor Brian, he's got a cup of coffee in front of him. His feet are up. And uh, he's enjoying himself. So you know what you need to do? You can't have coffee. And you can't put your feet up. But it's time to enjoy yourself. God is good, amen? Uh, I, I, uh, I have the privilege of closing out a series. Pastor Brian, I call him the Sermonator. He likes to do messages in series. And he'll do, you know, three, four, five, six-part series. And each part builds upon the last. And I'll certainly do some review today. And uh, yet, at the same time, I was like, wow... You know, this is, it was a shorter series, and, and I really want God's will to come through as it relates to hearing, because that's our, our last series was called, help, help me out, Hear, H-E-R-E, right? And, uh, and then we transitioned after, I don't know how many weeks of Hear, into H-E-R-E-I-N-G, so we went into Hearing, and uh, I'm going to give you some... Uh, some quick updates. I call it a little catch-up. Now, you can always go online and listen to past sermons. Actually, I get to be the geeky guy that looks that up. Every month, I'm checking to see. We get literally thousands of sermon replays in a year's time. And so, uh, the biggest thing with that is really just being able to uh, go back. Sometimes you'll hear something. You can go back. Uh, this week, the sermon will post, and you can re-listen to a part of it that maybe was impacting you. Maybe you forgot to write it down or whatever. Uh, so, we encourage you to do that. And you can certainly get caught up on his stuff uh, for this series. But I'll give you some of it. Uh, the first thing we said is, um, with here, is where you are is where you are. Now, that's a real revelatory statement. We did a series years ago in Romans, I forget what it was called, Romans 12, and they had a little map even up here, and it was a big map, and then there was a little red dot, because you are here. Well, folks, I got news for you. Wherever you're at in life, that's where you are. You can't be anywhere else. And Pastor Brian has done a great job of talking about how we try to look to where we want to be, or sometimes we're stuck because of where we used to be. But the reality is, you're here. Where you are, that's where you are. And, and uh, I was praying about it and thinking about it. And we tend to always usually go to the negative. I want to go to the positive for a minute. Some of you, your life is going really well right now. I mean, really good. I hope somebody could say amen. Like, your family's good, your job is good, your health is good, your mental state is good, your finances are good, you don't have money in SVB, uh, everything's going well, and things are good, okay? Uh, I, this, this word that God brings to us is for you. Where you are is where you are. So, it's easy to go to the negative and go, you know what, maybe you're in a place it stinks right now. Everything stinks. You know, you're starting to wonder if you got that stinky cheese under your nose because everywhere you go stinks. Everything you touch feels like it's turning to nothing. And that's real. That's, that's a place you can be. But whether life is going good or life is not going so well, where you are is where you are. And where you are, that's where God is. That's why it's the best place to be. That's why the sooner you can recognize that I'm right here, and God, it's really good, but I'm here, and you're here, and you're not done yet. Amen. 
As a matter of fact, we sing, you know, sometimes we, if you're a guest or a visitor, uh, well, certainly, you know, I, I may come off as a little, what do you call it? I don't know what you call it. You call it whatever you want. But even songs that we sing, if you're not used to them, what was the line in that one? I'm not dead, you're not done? That was kind of freaky to me. If I was a guest, I'd be like, what? I'm not dead, you're not done. Well, the principle there is very real. God is where you are, he's here. And whatever your here is, God wants to speak to you right there because he's got good for you. God is good. Everybody say, God is good. I tell you what, the, God's been misrepresented by so many of us. Do you know what the Bible says? It is the goodness of God that causes men and women to change. It is the goodness of God that, here, I'll give you the biblical words. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. It's not his anger. It's his goodness. And God is good. And wherever you are, that's where God is. That's where he'll speak to you. That's where he'll move. That's where he'll lead you. And so, I just need you to get comfortable here, okay? I joked about being comfortable while you listen, but in your circumstances, in your situation, whatever America's going through, whatever the world's going through, where we are is where we are. And God is right here with us. Woo, that's a good thought. Now here's the key. What you hear, this is what you hear <laughs> while you're here will shape you. I want to say that again. What you hear while you're here is what's going to shape you. And it's critical to pay attention to what you hear and to focus on what God is saying to you. Now, I have this in my office all the time because I'm not by nature a good listener. I don't want any amens from the front row or the back row for that matter. But I, I know that about myself, partly because God has shown that to me. I've had employee, employee I've had bosses show that to me. And, and outside of even before I ever got into ministry, I had bosses tell me, you're not a very good listener. I was young. I had a big mouth. I still have a big mouth. I'm just not young anymore. <laughs> but I have learned to listen better. I have. It's key. You got to really, you got to really listen with intent and, uh, uh, what you hear while you're here will shape you. And then Pastor Brian talked about this last week. Whatever you give your ear to, you will get an ear full of. And I want to say it this way. You're going to get an ear full, a head full, and a heart full of. Whatever you lean into, whatever you're giving your ear to, that's what you're going to be full of. In your head, in your heart. It's, it, it, and the thing about your heart that's funny is whatever it's full of, uh, you know, this, and this isn't a negative thing. This is a good thing. Even for those of us, we're born again, we're filled with the Spirit, we walk around. Sometimes our words will nail us because whatever's in your heart comes out of your mouth. And so I'm not using that. Don't be the word police for me, okay? Don't go monitoring everybody else's words and be like, your heart's not right. No, I eh, owe me, you know. What that means is what's in your heart, whatever you're full of, whatever came through your ear and is in your heart, that's what comes out of your mouth. For me, that's a good thing because sometimes I say things and go, I got something in me that shouldn't be there. Father, what is that? Help me, Lord. You know, and the people we're closest to can be a good reflection of that, right? Sometimes we say things and it's like, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Well, that's just what I'm full of at the moment. Like what I'm listening to and what I'm feeding on is what's in my heart. So whatever you get an ear full of, that's what's going to be in your head. That's what's going to be in your heart. So I'm going to ask you a question today. What are you full of? What are you full of? 
What are you full of? What am I full of? Because see, a lot of garbage can come from what you hear. I want to start with the garbage. A lot of garbage can come from what you hear. This is everyday life stuff. This is you walking through life on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday. What are you giving your ear to? What are you listening to? Because whatever you're listening to, that's what's going to shape you. And, and whatever shapes you is what you're full of. And, and we all know in the very natural sense that there's things, ah, I just can't listen to that. I just can't listen to her. I just can't listen to him. I can't be around her. I can't be around him. You know, I come from the old school. Uh, I'm going to use the term VHS. Young people, forgive me. It's like, you know, a hypocrite. And somebody who says there's too much sex and violence on their VCR. You know? And I don't know what the equivalent of that today would be. But the reality is this. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's TV. It doesn't matter if it's the people around you. It doesn't matter if it's your own self-talk. If it's, if it's trash, it's trash. You ever heard the term garbage in, garbage out? Yeah, they taught me that in like DOS 101 in 1980-something. <laughs> they did. Garbage in, garbage out, right? So if you're putting garbage in, garbage is going to come out. So what you listen to and what you hear is really important. Mark 4, 24. This was Jesus. He added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. Now, Jesus is using it in a good way. He's saying, pay attention to the good things because the more you listen to the good things, the more you listen to the God things, the more you're going to be full of those things and you'll be given even more things. That's the principle of the kingdom. That's how the kingdom works, right? Whatever, whatever you lean into, whatever you receive, good or bad, it works both ways, that's what you're going to be full of. Because here's the other side of it. A lot of good can come from what you hear. Let's focus on that for a minute. Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by. All, all, everybody who's heard that. Here's how faith comes. If you're new to the Bible and you're new to God, faith, I'm talking about kingdom faith, heaven kind of faith. Heaven up there, down here. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That kind of faith comes from hearing. But only hearing one thing. Ready? God's word. F kingdom, God kind of faith inside of your life will only come from one place, hearing God's word. That's it. That's all. It doesn't come from warm fuzzies. It doesn't come from cute songs, unless those cute songs are full of the word of God. It doesn't come from a neat movie. That, I'm a movie guy. I love good movies. I love all kinds of movies. But you can watch the most wonderful cry, laugh, scream, ah, walk away, so exhilarating movie. If it didn't have the word of God in it, there is no faith in it. Doesn't mean it's evil. It just means faith comes from hearing God's word. And you can get full of faith. You need to be full of faith. We need to be full of faith. You know why? You know why we need to be full of faith? Because the Bible says you walk by faith. You live by faith. You fight the good fight of faith. So whatever you're full of, that's what you live with. That's what you walk by. That's how you journey. Is it good or is it not so good? The word of God is what brings faith into your life. And, and you can be full of faith. You can be full of good things. Uh, and, and then we talked about some of you have been tripped up by what you've heard about God. This is huge. This is huge. 
uh, Pastor Brian used the analogy of his mother using a name or a word. That was so powerful. You guys have probably heard it before. Uh, maybe you, some of you lived in your life. Um, uh, his mom would say to him, shame on you. Now, she loved him. He loved her. Uh, great woman of God, and, and he wasn't even saying that as to, in a sense, you know, say anything real negative about her. What he was saying is that shaped him. Do you see that? Well, shame on you. Or, or people tell you, you know what? You better stop. You better stop because you know what? God, God's going to deal with you. God's going to deal with you. And they talk about God like he's standing there with a, a, a hammer and he's just waiting. And you better do everything perfect or smash-o right? Or, or maybe you're in a situation that I talked about before and things aren't good in your life and you think God did that to you. I got good news for you. God did not do that to you. God is in your here and he's wanting to heal you and he's wanting to bring life to you, but you've been told that God did that to you so you have a, a wrong view of God. You've been tripped up by what you heard about God it wasn't God and it wasn't his word. His word will bring life. His word will bring healing. The things that you heard about him, you need to measure up against the word of God. And sometimes there's things in our past and in our life that we heard. The other one, his daddy, Pastor Brian, sorry I'm picking on you today. I don't want to come up with my own. His daddy used to tell him, you're an accident waiting for a place to happen. We got to watch the words out of our mouth to our children, right? Because those things can can be embedded in us, and then we carry them. And then when I get into a tough situation, guess what I think I am? Well, of course, I think I'm an accident waiting to happen because that's what I've heard, and that's what I put my ear on, and that's what I listened to, and that's what I meditated on. Now, you don't have to receive those things. We'll talk about that. You don't have to receive the things that people speak over you. What I'm trying to get across to you is whatever you're full of, that's what's gonna be in you, and that's how you're gonna walk, live, and fight. And God wants you to be full of his word so that faith can be the thing that operates in your life. That's what he's endeavoring for us to do. That's what he wanted all along. Um, and then we taught Jesus, uh, you know, we're gonna talk about Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus came to earth and he started messing with people. Um, he just started messing with everything. He started, I say it this way, Jesus wrecked everything. Jesus wrecked everything. Well, first he came, the Bible says, to raise hell. R-A-Z-E, destroy the work of the devil. That was one of his purposes. But he also came to show us the Father. And so much of what he did in his ministry, when you go read it, was to change what they had heard and what they were thinking about God. And when I say he wrecked everything, you know, he, Pastor Brian talked about it last week. He said, you've heard it said you know, do this. But now I say, do this. And he, he, crazy terms. Pray for the people who hurt you. Really? Sermon number one, pray for the people who hurt you? That wasn't what they wanted to hear because that's not what they were full of. They were, they were told an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You ever heard that? What's good for the goose is good for the? Yeah. Whatever you do comes back on, right? Karma. Well, Jesus said, no, 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 no. We're going to go kingdom now. And kingdom is different from world, okay? And he wrecked everything in the sense of what he said, but also what he showed and what he did, okay? And it's important that we look to Jesus because he was, he was, he said, if you've seen the father, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Jesus said, if you see me, you see daddy. 
So you haven't seen God, but you've seen me. Now you've seen the Father. That's the kind of things Jesus said when he was talking to people, and he wrote those words not just to them, but to us. Jesus said, forget what you've heard, because now I'm here. Now I am here. And, and, and Jesus came to earth, and he became Emmanuel. God with who? Say, God is with me. He, he became Emmanuel, God with God with us. He wasn't God in heaven anymore. He was the son sent from heaven down to earth to show the way and to make a way for us. So he came down, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is on the earth. He's walking, he's talking. He's giving his words out to his disciples. He's, he's, he's causing people to look at things differently than they used to. He's saying things that they weren't comfortable with. One of my favorite, favorite stories about Jesus, when you think about things he said that just trip people up, and sometimes the word will do that to you now. You'll read it and just kind of be like, ah, stuck. Focus on that word. Dwell on that word. Drill into that word. Let the Holy Spirit teach you about that word. That's what you're talking about when I say get faith. Get the word and then get faith. But Jesus was walking and he had his disciples. Now, how many disciples did he have? Somebody. Okay, we think that, but he didn't. He had 12 apostles, 12 who were with him closely, but he had a many disciples. There was a lot of people following Jesus, and, and they were following him around for all kinds of reasons. One of the reasons they were following him around is because miracles were happening. Say amen. amen. How many of you need a miracle? Amen. Well, Jesus ain't dead. Well, he was, but now he's back alive. So there was a lot of people following Jesus and he was walking and talking and teaching and some were there for the happy meals. You know what I'm talking about? The few little fish, right? He says, what do you got? And the kid's like, I only got a little basket full. He says, give it to me. He blessed it and he fed thousands. I'd be eating that happy meal going, did you see that? I don't know, but I'm going wherever he's going. That's what they did. They followed him. Crowds followed him everywhere. Thought it was funny, in one part of the Bible, Jesus said there was crowds around him, so he said, let's get in a boat and leave. We tried to get away from me for? I'd be in the other boat. Come on, man. Let's go get him. I want a happy meal and a miracle. I need a happy meal and a miracle. But here's one of my favorites. They're following him, and Jesus says, lest you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you can't go to heaven. You know what? The Bible says a whole bunch of people went, peace out. <laughs> See, his words give life if you let them. But just because he spoke them, you have to hear them. Say, God, give me ears to hear. Say that to him. Say, God, give me ears to hear. That's an okay prayer. Give me ears to hear, Lord. Jesus changed everything. He was Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, I like this, so I'm going to use this. So, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you don't need to go there, it's not on the screens. Uh, the Bible says that if, you've, if you have Christ in your life, and most of many of you do, you're a new creation, old things are passed away, behold, all things are become. That's real. When you receive Christ, your life becomes new. That's why we call it, some call it born again. Jesus did in John chapter 3. He told, was it Nicodemus, I think, unless a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom. And Nicodemus was all tripped up because he's like, how am I going to go back into my mother's womb? And Jesus is like, oh no, I'm speaking of spirit things because I speak of the kingdom and you have to be refathered, and I'm going to show you the way. And in, in, in that, that verse, he says, if you, now, if you're here and you have Christ in your life, I got news for you. You're a new creation in Christ. Yeah. 
Uh, Galatians says this, actually. Paul takes it further, and he says, now he's just talking about those who have Christ. How many of you have Christ? Say amen. amen. You don't have to show hands. Okay, you have Christ? Here's what he says. Paul says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I'm, how am I representing Christ? Holy moly. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And that's where I got to endeavor to live, by faith in such a way that when the world needs Jesus, you show up. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. What if you took that verse and you meditated on that thing for about a week? Just that one verse. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I'm going to tease. Is Lily, Lily, you there over there? It's lights. I was at your desk this morning, Lily. Lily's got a little spot up here. She's on the ministry team. Uh, she has three verses right on the side of her desk. And I was sitting there laughing as I was preparing for this message because I'm going, see, we need our young people to know the word of God better than to know what the world says. Meditate on those scriptures. Feed on those scriptures. They'll be the things that bring you life because we need the word. And who you are, some of you are tripped up by what, what you heard about God. Some of you are tripped up by your past. I'm speaking to somebody in here today. You're tripped up by your past. I got news for you. That person's dead. If you're in Christ, dead, gone. Uh, we're, anyway, I don't want to get too deep into it, but we were watching The Chosen, and uh, in there, Jesus, now this, isn't, this part's not in the Bible, but he did choose, you know he chose a zealot and a tax collector to follow him? Like they hate each other in life. Like they are on the polar opposites of the scheme, right? And Jesus said, I know, why don't I put you and you together? <laughs> oh, Jesus, thanks. How many of you know Jesus is smarter than you? Amen. Well, that'll be the best day of your life when you figure out that God is smarter than you. It was for many of us. You know what, God? You know what, God? I made a decision. If you said it, I'm going to believe it. Now, I might struggle with that, Lord. I might have to read it many times. I might have to rehearse it. I might have to put it in my ears. But God, if you said it, I'm going to get a hold of it, and I'm going to learn to live by it. Whew. He took a zealot and a tax collector, and he puts them together as part of his 12. And here's the words they used. If you're in Christ, none of us. It says, none of us are what we were. Woo! How many of you are thankful you're not what you were? Okay. If you're a new creation in Christ... That's the first way that you're going to tune in. And, and I said, how do, we, how, do we, how do we tune in? Well, let's talk about that a little bit. First of all, you know, when I talk about Jesus that way, how many of you ever get bummed that Jesus didn't stay with us? How many of you have ever said, I wish I could have been there to see Jesus? How many of you have ever thought that? I wish I could have seen him. I wish I could have walked with him. I wish I could have seen Lazarus come out of the grave after four stinking days. I wish I could have seen that. How many of you think that would have been cool? Can you at least admit that much? Some of you are so churchy, you won't even answer a question. And the only answer you're going to give is Jesus. Like your kids. Well, who's Jesus? Huh? What? I guess. Listen, Jesus didn't stay. He couldn't stay. And, and I, you know, we sing songs, and, and I, I, I read stories about that, and I love that stuff. 
But Jesus to his own disciples in John 16, 17, or 16 and 7, he said this, but in fact, it is better for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. But if I do go away, I will send him to you. If I do go away, Jesus said, I will send him to you. And then he said in John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. Everybody say guide you. The spirit of truth will come and he will guide you into all truth. He will speak not of his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. And then it says again, he will tell you about the future. Jesus said, I got to leave, but it's better for you that I leave. Because if I leave, then the Holy Spirit's going to come down and he will lead you into truth. He will tell you. Two times in that scripture, it says he will tell you. He will tell you. See, God is speaking to you every day. He will speak to you. He is speaking to you. What are you giving your ear to? What are you listening to? What are you filling up on? So how do you hear? You tune in. You tune in. You tune in to God. And step one, certainly, and I I have to be careful with this, because step one to really begin to follow the Holy Spirit and, and live by faith and the word of God in my life is to get born again. That means I'm gonna make Jesus the master of my life. That's a line you cross. You're either here or you're there. You either receive him or you don't. You either believe what he said or you don't. And if you do, you cross over that line. The Bible says you believe it in your heart and you begin to confess it with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you shall be saved. Now I have to be careful because as I was thinking about that, do you know that people who aren't saved hear God? Oh man, I hope so. I was once one. So I don't want to give you the impression that you can't hear God. As a matter of fact, God will use donkeys to speak to us if he has to. He has. Literally used a donkey. A word, human words came out of a donkey's mouth because the man wouldn't listen. So God will get your attention if he needs to. I don't want to have a donkey have to talk to me because it means I wasn't listening in the first place. Now God, I won't say it. God can use anybody. Step one, tune in. Something about our Father God. Here's the next thing. Something about tuning in. Something about our Father God. He responds directly to hunger and to thirst. Here's something cool about God. He responds directly to your hunger and to your thirst. And some of you are wondering, where is God? Where is he? I, 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 when I read stories, and I love the stories of the Old Testament because they build my faith, and they're just as much a part of God's word as the stories of the New Testament. But I'll read the stories of the Old Testament, and I'll read the stories of the New Testament, and I find myself in my life longing and saying, God, that's cool, but I'm not living in Nineveh. Sorry. God, that's awesome. But that was yesterday, and I'm in St. Cloud today, and I need you today. And you know what God does? He responds to hunger, and he responds to thirst. And you know, I'm seeing, there's a move that is happening in America right now. It's the third great awakening, and it has already begun. And Pastor Brian spoke about it. Do you want to know what the common denominator is? It's thirst and hunger. How hungry are you for the things of God? How thirsty are you for the voice of God? Are you hungry enough? Are you thirsty enough? Because if you are, that's why he's gonna use young people. Do you know why I think he's using not just young, all the old people say no way. 
Okay, no way. I ain't, no, I told somebody who did that a little bit ago. I said, we're here. We're still here. We're going to see it. But you know why he's going to use the young people in a big way? It's because they're hungry and they're thirsty. They've seen what this world has to offer and they're done with it. Somebody say amen. But are you hungry enough? Are you thirsty enough? Do you want Jesus? Do you want his word? Do you need healing? Maybe you need, it. Maybe you need a meal. Maybe that's real. I got news for you. Jesus is here. Now, he's not physically here, but his spirit's here on earth, ministering through the Holy Spirit, through his word, and through other believers. That's how God's going to do it. But you have to hunger and you have to thirst. Oh, Matthew 5 and 6, you're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. How do you work up a good appetite for God? I don't know. Go do something for God. Go do something for God. Literally, go do something for God. Now, I don't want, you just, all of us are that way, you guys. And I'm not talking about in church. I'm, yeah, do something in church. Good, hallelujah. Woo-woo. That's great. That's great. Go outside the walls of this building, meet somebody you don't know, and pray for them. Meet somebody, I have a, I have a harvest field. It's a grocery store. I'm not going to tell you where it is because you'll all come to my harvest field. And I'm not there to minister to you. I meet people there every time I go there, almost every single time I minister to someone there. Every single time. And you know what? Every time I see God do something cool, it makes me thirstier for God, hungrier for God. How do you, how do you, if you're not hungry right now, how do you get hungry in the natural? How do you get hungry? Well, some of, me, some of us are just naturally hungry. We'll talk about that too. No, if you go run a marathon, if you go lift, if you go work out, if you go without food for a little while, you get hungry, right? Well, it's no different. Get active in God's kingdom. Get busy about doing the Father's business and then watch and see if that hunger doesn't grow. And take the baby steps. Some of you are thinking, man, I can't do anything. Yes, you can. That's the lie that you've been told, that God's waiting for you to get better. You're here. God's here. It's time to move. Here is always connected to movement in the end. You're here, if you're listening to God, is going to make you move. And then when you move, you'll be over there, and guess where there becomes? Here. <laughs> and God is here. But you got to get hungry for God. you got to tune in to God. Then you got to tune in to others. <laughs> tune in to others. Some of us don't like this. I wrote this down. We have a problem with thinking that God's going to use other people because we don't think God can use broken, cracked, imperfect vessels to teach me. Oh, man, this is a problem. God will use other people to teach you, to speak to you. He will. He wants to. He's doing it every day. And we have a problem sometimes receiving from other people because they're imperfect and they're cracked. Well, guess what? We're all imperfect and we're all cracked. But God wants to use you to speak to someone else and he wants to use them to speak to me. Uh, I did say this, God, help me know the difference between a crack pot and a broken vessel. I don't know what that is, but anyway. In Mark chapter two, Jesus healed a paralytic man because of his friend's faith. I want to say that again. In Mark chapter 2, Jesus healed a paralytic man because of his friend's faith. This is why your circles matter. This is why other people matter. Who are you surrounding yourself with in this life? Because whoever you're surrounding yourself with in this life, if they're not men and women who are pursuing Jesus, if they're not trying to fill themselves up with good things, and I didn't say they're perfect people, but they're running after God with you, that's the kind of people you need to put in your life. 
and you need them. And some of you are so sheltered, you're like, I do my Christian life by myself. That is wrong. That's no good. You're not going to get God's very best. And you know what you're going to miss out on? You're going to miss out on hearing God. You're going to miss out on hearing God. Because God will often use other people to speak to us. Sandra is in my small group. I asked permission to do this. Sandra, we were finishing up small group one night. And, and, and I'm not just talking about small groups. I have a circle of friends, 11 Christians. They're more mature Christians in the sense that they've been following God for a while. They believe in him. They love God. They're living a good life. They're not perfect, but a good life. And when I have deep questions, I'll send questions out to those 11. And, and sometimes I get answers back. Sometimes I don't. And it's not for publication. You know why I do that? Because I trust them. And I trust that their perspective is different than mine. You know? Because I might be the tax collector and the zealot has something to teach me. <laughs> we all need people in our life. So I'm not just talking about small groups. But in small groups, I love small groups. I miss them. Now, I joked because my small groups, I do these six to eight week small groups at best. I do life that way. Six weeks, eight weeks. And then as soon as I said, I was telling her, I said, as soon as my small group's over, I'm always looking forward to the next one. Because I love our time together. And then say, Sandra shared with me, she said, you know, Pastor John, there was a time in my life when I physically felt like I couldn't even get together. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the thing I knew God wanted me to. She shared that. Yep, Sandra. So this is all what happens in circles stays in circles until you get permission. <laughs> so then she said, but then I found out I had a physical ailment and, and then I went and got it taken care of. And then all of a sudden I felt better and I so was looking forward to starting to connect with other believers. And then the pandemic hit. And now I'm locked at my house with my computer and my TV. And here's what God did. He put in her such a hunger for being with other believers, such a thirst. Now, I'm gonna speak for her. She has more God's circles in her life than she's ever had right now, today, in this moment, not just ours, others. Why? Because she hungered and she thirsted for that. And you might have to get there, okay? Whatever that takes. Your circles matter. Tune into prayer. Now, I'm not going to talk a lot about this, but I'm going to say this. You will need prayer. You will need stillness. You will need solitude, and you will need separate. You have to get away from the things of this life in order to get close to God. And I'm not saying God is far away. I'm saying in order to hear him more clearly. Jesus had to separate himself. He is the son of God made flesh. He was God on earth, and he still had to separate himself from all the noise. You're going to have to do that. If you are endeavoring here today to learn about God and to hear God's voice, you will have to make time to listen to him in silence. How many of you know we're uncomfortable with silence? Most of us. Oh, a study showed uh, half of Americans leave the TV on because it's a companion. You're doing dishes, you're vacuuming, you're just sitting at home by yourself, you leave the TV on. Some people leave their TV on for their pets and their family hates it. Amen. I won't name no names. <laughs> see, see, we do that because we need that companionship. Actually, they did another study of a bunch of teenagers in Australia and they found out this, the majority of them were, were they feared silence. We've become so accustomed to the blare of life that we need it all the time, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be radio, can be TV, can be songs, can be a hit list, can be a Christian hit list that you play over and over and over again. But you know what you need sometimes? Silence. And say, Lord, speak to me. Lord, speak to me. Lord, speak to me. 
I, I wrote this down because this is good. A plan, some of you want to make plans. A plan outside of God's presence becomes a problem. A plan outside of God's presence becomes a problem. How many of you got problems? Half of you. <laughs> Folks, I got problems. And a lot of times it's because I get back on my knees and I get quiet with God once again because I forget and I get away and I get busy, but I get back with God and I get quiet. And he's like, see that plan you made? And I'm like, yep. And he said, not working out. I said, no. He said, you didn't hear that from me. Oh. You know what he's full of? You know where he is? He's right here. If I get quiet and I listen, he'll speak to you, he'll speak to me, he'll talk to us, he'll teach us, he'll lead us. But we're going to need that solitude at times. And the next thing you're going to have to do, what you hear, you're going to have to develop a strong filter. I don't know how you're going to do this, but there's some trash coming into your ears and you're going to have to learn how to shut it out. I can't say that any kinder. I'm trying not to preach at you because I'm preaching right at me too, brothers and sisters. We got to develop a strong filter. We got to build ways into our life where we recognize I can't go there. I can't listen to that. Not that it's evil or good. It's just not good for me. It's not causing me to hear God any better. It's causing me to hear God less. So I'm just going to shut it off. I'm just going to turn it down. I'm just going to walk away from it. And, and I, you know, this is hard when it's people. Oh, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. <sighs> There are some people God's called you to reach, and there are some people God hasn't called you to reach, and you got to know the difference. And then sometimes when you're around people and it's your circle, and yeah, anybody ever just meet negative talk people, like negative talk all the time? Don't look at your neighbor right now, please. Look straight ahead. Just look straight ahead. Here's the thing. There are people, all they do is, is they, they, whatever the word says, they speak the opposite. That's why you got to know the word so you can know the difference between truth and lies. And I'm not saying we condemn anybody for that, but I can't put people around me who all they do is do that because that's hitting my ears constantly. And I don't want that in my life. I don't need that in my life. Even myself, when I hear my own words, I, I got to filter that. So you're going to have to create a filter, whatever that means. And then you're going to have to get some soul food. Oh, you're going to have to get some soul food. My wife is a good cook. I blame her. I blame, no, she really is. I've traveled the world. You might say, you think she's a good cook because you just like to eat. No, listen, I've traveled the world. I've eaten a lot of places. My wife is, is a great cook. And I, I, ooh, we made ribs the other night. We. She loves, we didn't make anything. We cooked and we did dishes. She made some ribs the other night. I don't, I'm not even a rib guy. Ooh, they were good. They were so good, I wanted more, right? You know what we're having for family dinner tonight? Jared, you can show up if you'd like. Ribs. We're having ribs. You know why? Because they were so good, I wanted more. That's what God's word is like. You're going to have to start to eat God's word, and you're going to have to eat on it and chew on it, and you're gonna, God's going to speak to you through it. God's going to speak to you through it. You know, one time I was in an apartment years ago, and I was sitting there, and I was 
I was weeping before God. I didn't even have money to buy diapers. I remember it so vividly. Now I did, but I probably thought I didn't. I was full of fear. I was a new Christian or at least living for God. And I remember crying out to God in my living room on my knees praying. And I'm just like, God, I love you. Because see, I developed that years ago. I knew when I was going to live for God, it wasn't going to be fake. And I need my God time. So I was in my God time. And I was praying to God. I said, God, you said you'd take care of me. And I don't see you taking care of me, God. So where are you? And I remember he said, listen to me. And I said, okay. And I sat down. I could still see the couch where I was leaning against. I, I almost had an attitude, I think. And I leaned back against the couch and I opened up the word and said, this is it. Right there. Right in front of my eyes. Why don't you look at the birds? Don't I take care of them? How about the lilies of the field? Aren't they like beautiful? You think I care about them more than I care? I'm reading that right there on my question. I shut the book, said, I'm sorry. I love you, Daddy. But you're going to have to get hungry for the word of God. And the way that you're going to get hungry is taste it. Taste and see. I love this scripture. Oh, God, in Jeremiah 15, 16, Jeremiah the prophet said, when I discovered God's words, I devoured them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord, God of heaven's armies. I found your word and I ate it and I hid it in my heart. And some of us say, well, I'm so busy. I don't have time. You don't have time not to. You don't have time not to. Mark chapter 8, 36 says, what is it if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul? What is it if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul? God is saying, what is it if you gain everything it is you're chasing after, but you forgot about me and my words? Because in the end, none of it's going to matter if you lose your soul. Don't lose your soul. Get some soul food. Anybody need a Bible? If you need a Bible, this sounds funny. If you need a Bible, we got a Bible up here for you. Come get it after service. You need to take this word. You need to eat this word. You need to meditate on this word. You need to rely upon this word. Uh, Hebrews says this. Here's the thing about this word. The Bible says, Jesus said, this word is alive and living and sharper than any two-edged sword. It will divide between your soul and your spirit. It will find you. It will figure you out. And it will give you what you're looking for if you let it. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, five, five, five. Put that up. Five. Pastor Brian's been teaching this. Pastor Brian's been preaching this. Give him 15, first 15. And this is, I just struggled. I even talked to the pastors this week. I said, I don't want to struggle with this because the reality is give him 15. You know what? Take five minutes of your day and read God's Bible. Take five minutes of your day and be quiet. Take five minutes of your day and worship him. Just and if you don't do it on Monday, do it on Tuesday, okay? What, don't get stuck. Don't get stuck in the, in the ritual. Just get stuck in the relationship. Give God a few minutes every day and let him speak to you. When do you hear? When will I hear, Pastor John? Here's what I say, potentially always. You always have the ability to hear God's voice. Here's the question, not when will I hear. Let me ask you a question. When do you need to hear God's voice? No, when do you need to hear God's voice? Yesterday? Last year? When, do, when will I hear? When do you need to hear? Because when you get hungry enough to hear, that's when you're going to hear. You potentially can hear all the time. You potentially can listen all the time. He speaks all the time. We're not listening all the time. But we can. 
Matthew 7, keep on asking, you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, you will find it. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You will hear here. Where you hear is easy. That's here. Now here's the key. Why do you hear? Why do I hear? Why do I hear? This is all about relationship. I'm telling you right now, folks, Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood so that my sins could be redeemed. He died, he went to hell. He took the keys to death, hell, and the grave away from the devil. He came back to earth, and 40 days later, he went and he seated at the right hand of God. Now he sent the Holy Spirit down here to do redemptive work. He wants people to be full of his spirit, redeemed, born again, now living. And here's the thing. Now I hear his voice because of relationship. Everyday relationship. Every day, every day, every day. How often do you talk to God? Every day. How often do you hear God's voice? Every day. When will God speak to you? Yes. Every day he'll speak to you here. And here's the thing. You have to focus on the relationship. Don't focus on the ritual, focus on the relationship. Let God speak to you, let him heal you, let him bring healing into your life and let him begin to walk with you in this life. That's what he endeavors to do. You ever got up from your prayer time? I'm talking to Christians now, we're done almost. You ever get done with your prayer time and five minutes later you're like angry at somebody or you're thinking, well, that didn't do me any good. Oh me. The difference is, if you're going to do the five minutes, make it relational above all else. Because that relationship between you and God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus, that's what shapes you. So two minutes of real relationship time with Jesus will change your day. Here's the key. It's going to bless other people's day too. Because you made it about relationship, not ritual. Somebody say Amen. All right, I'm going to pray for you. I don't know exactly what I need to pray. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Oh, I'm going, to, I'm going to give you this scripture. This is a life scripture of mine. Actually, I have two scriptures that I really call life scriptures. One of them is this. It's Romans 5.1. I have peace with God. See this peace symbol right here, peace? I have peace with God because of Jesus Christ. I ask you to close your eyes and I start showing you things. Remember, it is better that you hear than see. Romans 5, 1 says, I have peace with God through Jesus Christ. I now have peace with God through Jesus Christ. But the next one is this, and it's really a collaboration of John chapter 10. I, I, I will never not believe this. My sheep will know my voice, and a stranger's voice they will not follow. God, I know your voice, and a stranger's voice I will not follow. God, I know your voice, and a stranger's voice. And if you've been following a stranger's voice, I got great news. I got great news for you. Jesus Christ wants to come in, and he wants to heal you, and he wants to bring back life to you, and he wants to walk with you from this day on. My sheep will know my voice, and here's the best part. A stranger's voice, they will by no means follow. All right, I'm going to pray over you. Hold on one sec. Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you for the people that are here. Oh, Father, I thank you for the ones that are here that are hurting. God, I thank you that you're the healer. Father, I pray that you would heal their life. I thank you, Father. God, you know their circumstances. Speak to them. Holy Spirit, speak to them right now. Holy Spirit, speak to them right now. Holy Spirit, speak to them right now. Holy Spirit, do your work in their life. 
If you're here today and today's the day for you to cross the line, you heard me talk about being born again and you're not sure you've ever done that, but you're ready today to say, Jesus, you're my master. I'm just here to lead you in that. I'm not the one that does that. If that's you, raise your hand and I will pray with you. If that, thank you. Thank you. There's one. Hallelujah. Heaven will rejoice over one. There's two. Glory to God. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Okay, here's the deal. The Bible says you believe it in your heart. All you got to do is believe that Jesus is who he said he was. You believe it in your heart and you say it with your mouth. So I want everybody to say this with me. And those of you who raised your hands, a miracle, the greatest miracle. Your name is about to be written in the Lamb's book of life. The Holy Spirit is about to come redo your life. It's brand new on the inside. But we're going to say these words. Say, dear God, I love you. Help me. I thank you for Jesus that he died for me, that he rose from the dead, and he's alive now. Holy Spirit, come in me. Live with me. Walk with me. Teach me. I love you. Show me your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're here today, one more thing. Eyes closed. If you're here today, and you want a different, you want another level of hunger, for God, I want you to raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. Lord, you see the hands. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill them up. God, I pray that you would build a hunger into their life like they've never had before. God, they're giving you permission. Father, by an outstretched hand, they're giving you permission. So God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit will lead them. He will guide them and he will teach them. God, I thank you that when they're down, Father, you'll lift them up. God, I thank you that they need a word, that you'll bring it in season. Father, on Wednesday, when they need a word from you, you'll use whatever vessel you need to and you'll bring that word to them and God they'll be encouraged but God here's what I want you to do I want you to not only fill them up with your spirit God I want you to make them representatives for you in St. Cloud and in Sartell and in Wade Park I want you to be father some who used to know them will say wait what changed and they'll just say Jesus changed me Jesus changed me and you know what God is ready to do a work through you those of you who raised your hands I'm telling you right now the Holy Spirit is going to fill you up God's going to never stop speaking to you from this day forward your life is never going to be the same in Jesus' mighty name. And all the church said...